デジリハに関してはそのリハビリっていう多分感覚ではなくてゲーム遊びをやりやってるんだなっていうそういう純粋に楽しそうな表情が出てくるんで今日もやっぱり良かったなっていうふうに思ってます Hello and welcome to Beyond Japan An interdisciplinary podcast that looks at the broad reach of Japanese studies from within and beyond Japan. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Japanese Studies at the Sainsbury Institute for the Study of Japanese Arts and Cultures, in collaboration with the University of East Anglia. I'm your host, Olaf Moxham, Project Support Officer at the Sainsbury Institute and researcher of Japanese war heritage. This week we are joined by Kanako Nakamura. General Manager of Digital Interactive Rehabilitation System, or DigiDiha for short, to discuss tech, art, and rehabilitation. Kanako will explain how technological innovations and digital arts can revolutionize monotonous rehabilitation processes for disabled children, creating a joyful, customized experience and fostering interactive relationships with family members. We hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Kanako. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Yep. Thank you for inviting me. This great opportunity. So,、uh, first of all, I'd like to know a bit more about you. Can you tell us about your area of expertise and how your interests have brought you there? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm Kanako Nakamura. I'm living in the UK, these, but I work remotely with a Japanese company. Well, my expertise is in physiotherapy. I used to work as a physiotherapist for years in Japan, especially with disabled children. And also, I got a master's degree in disability studies here in the UK 2020. Then, well, after working in Japan with disabled children, I went to Guatemala to work as a volunteer in physiotherapy with disabled children as well. I really love to work with children. I see. Thank you. So, the NPO,、uh, the non profit organization that you work for, Digital Interactive Rehabilitation System, or DigiDiha, seeks to fundamentally change how we approach rehabilitation for disabled children. Before we get into the details of DigiDiha, could you give us an idea of what kind of rehabilitation methods have traditionally been used for disabled children and what your organization set out to change? Okay. Well, first, I'm so sorry that DigiDiha. It's quite hard to, to pronounce for maybe English speakers, <laughs> is it? <laughs> like for us, for Japanese, Dijiliha is easy to say. So、mm-hmm. we love that. We love it to say Dijiliha. Yeah. The formal name of it is Digital Interactive Rehabilitation System. So Dijiliha for short.、Sure. Well, first of all, the therapies like physiotherapies,、uh, occupational therapies, In Japan, are likely to be repetitive and boring sometimes, you know, and sometimes could be age inappropriate.、Mm-hmm. Well, from my personal experience as physio, I know that there are many therapists trying to do their best to avoid that happens, but still, still, it's still common. But, you know, the children are supposed to learn around. All the day, all day long, and play creatively, not following instruction from others, especially from adults. But the disabled children should do that in the therapeutic sessions. And besides, some therapist focuses on 
manipulation techniques and ignore the child's own interest, preference, and autonomy. I'd say, like, disabled children may be seen as a subject of treatment rather than as an individual with human rights. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's true still. Well, this situation has improved a lot, but it's still problematic. Mm -hmm. I see. I've had a look at some footage of Digideha sessions, and it's delightful to see these kids having fun with their families through their therapy. Uh, could you explain for our listeners what kind of activities you provide for the children and how it aids their rehabilitation? Yep. Like, we are developing a rehabilitation tool that uses sensors and digital art. The sensors detect the player's physical movement, for instance, from small fingertips movement to dynamic full body actions. Then the sound and visual effect are generated interactively according to their own movement. Then the apps, all apps, are designed and coded by our occupational therapist. Then all applications are based on trainings and assessment using therapeutic sessions. So players can perform exercises similar to those used in rehabilitation while playing with the Tidiha. It is already suggested that disabled children maximize their potential while playing rather than passive intervention. So we hope that the Tidiha will be a very good tool for disabled children. Excellent. So does using advanced sensor te technology have any drawbacks? Uh, for example, would this kind of therapy be accessible for economically disadvantaged families? Yeah, finance is a big issue, you know. Well, in the UK, I think many charity organizations support the families, like donating a number of tools. But for example, like they provide electric personal mobility or equipment to play esports and other games. I know that this is not the case in Japan, but of course relying on charity organization is not the best thing to do, like government should do that instead. But in Japan, it is completely dependent on the family of disabled children or disabled people as well. We would love to approach this kind of social system as well. I see. So just just to go on what you said earlier, are, are you looking to expand the activities of Digidiha from Japan to the UK as well? Yeah, exactly. Our aim is to expand Digidiha to all over the world and all generation, age of generation people. So expanding Digidiha in the UK is a bit very, yeah. We'd love to do that in a few years. That's great. Now, uh, you use the term digital arts to explain the activities you provide through your initiative, but to some it seems more like video games. Could you tell us why you use the term digital art? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Well, good point. Well, that's true. Well, the majority of art we have now is like, video game, you know, that's true. But 
we want to include a variety of art form, not just video game-like expressions. For instance, the geometric pattern changes with the movement of the fingers of players or lines like an electrocardiogram move on the screen following player's heartbeat. Kind of like that, like wider variety of expression. And we'd love to examine how each of these effects impact the players in the psychological and physiological way as well. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think I've... I think that it's uh, kind of a leading thought in pedagogy that play is very important in education, not just for disabled children, but for all children. Yeah, exactly. So what kind of feedback do you get from the parents or carers of the children or indeed the children themselves? Well, we've got a lot of positive feedback from disabled children and their families. Like a lot of children have told us that they want to do Digidiha and want to do more. Like mm. once more, once more, again, 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 like that. <laughs> that is very fun. Like exactly what we want. And the best feedback I got is that one child with a very severe physical impairment. So he communicates using a special sign language i'm not sure what it's called in english but it he uses the fingertip movement to communicate with his mother Mm. and he said well his mother said actually but he said that the for the first time he was able to play on his own initiative with lechidiha that's amazing yeah it was very amazing moment i think like many many therapists have tried to let him play with some toys for instance some toys and switches but they couldn't do that because of his physical impairment but finally with the jihai he could that was the best feedback ever yeah that's great. Yeah, I suppose children with very severe physical limitations, advanced technology is going to be the only way they can express themselves and play independently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, what age ranges do you cover in the DigiDR program? Yeah, well, as I said, our goal is to DigiDR people of all ages and from all over the world who need rehabilitation are connected together. So our next challenge is, as I said, to expand overseas, but like in the UK or European countries and any other area of the world. So our big goal is supporting disabled people by providing attractive rehabilitation to its digital so that they can participate widely in society. In in addition to developing apps, we are also developing platform. We call it Digiliha Base. It's like a platform like Netflix or Amazon Prime. You can access there and you choose any other content there are 
like we got that kind of platform. And then it's kind of ideal stuff, but we are trying to do the best for for the goal. Like we'd love to make it possible for people to accumulate Digiliha token by playing Digiliha, which can be exchanged for, for instance, airline miles and other economic opportunities so that disabled children and adults, disabled adults can contribute economy as well. I see. Wow, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, that's big, <laughs> big goal for us. Yeah, great. Well, that's all of my questions. So thank you for answering my questions. Uh, before we finish the episode, are there any other projects that you are working on? Apart from Digiliha, you mean, or, mm. or QM project in Digiliha? Uh, both. <laughs> okay, so, well, current project in Digiliha is implementing an online competitive and team play future like esports. You know, like rehabilitation is generally something you do as an individual. But in reality, there is a limit to how motivated you can be if you do it alone. It's kind of boring, you know. Mm. So by cooperating and or competing with someone else, rehabilitation is expected to be more effective. For instance, like previous research, in esports, have shown that playing esports with other people, someone else, releases whole, more hormones, which strengthen social bonds. So now our project is collaborating with esports researcher to see if similar effect can be seen in digitally playing. That's it. I see. Great. Mm -hmm. I see. Great. That's uh, amazing. I look forward to seeing what comes out of that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, thank you for joining me on the show, Kanagot. It's been a real pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You can find the link to Tejidriha in the description below. Next week, we'll be joined by Dr. Christopher Hayes, Research Associate at the Sainsbury Institute, to discuss binaries of representation, Japan and the British media. Chris will share his insights on British travel shows that see TV personalities like Paul Hollywood or Sue Perkins travel the archipelago and reduce it to binary tropes such as traditional Japan and ultra-futuristic Japan, or traditional Japan and weird Japan. Chris also explains how Japan's own official tourism discourse is complicit in creating these narratives. We hope you'll join us then. Thank you for listening.